Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Who needs a word this morning? Everybody loves a feeling, but feelings don't last. But the word will never fade away. Hallelujah. It will never fade away. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. I have um, come to this revelation that I believe we get hung up on our definitions of sin. And I think this keeps us from ever maturing. It keeps us at this, at this repentance place. It keeps us at a elementary place. And next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're going to focus on this, about awakening your blessings. Um, there's no reason why you should miss these four nights you can even get them on podcast if you need to but you could also get them online amen um so it's just but there's nothing like being in the lord's presence i call but if you're chosen i think i want to see chosen that you've gone through the process from just being called sometimes you're called but every message you're preaching on drunks You're called, but your whole focus is saving drunks. That's your whole focus. Called, chosen, and faithful followers. Let's eliminate all the drunks in the world. Hello. They will fall over and eliminate themselves. Let's focus on maturity. Let's focus on what God really wants us to talk about. Now, this one verse reveals a lot all by itself. They will make war against the Lamb. But the Lord will overcome them. He will defeat them because He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Now, you have made those statements. If you've been in church over a year, you've made those statements a hundred times. He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Hmm? wonder how many different songs has Lord of Lord and King of Kings in it and we don't even know what it's saying. We don't comprehend what it's saying. He is Lord over all the Lords. He is King over all the Kings. He is God over all the gods. And right there within that statement, it's revealing the war. Yes. Yes. It is not Russia and Ukraine. They are destroying each other. 
they're annihilating each other. So he will overcome because he is Lord of Lords. So he will overcome all the Lords. In England, we might know a little bit about Lords, you know. He will overcome all the kings and all the prime ministers. He is over all those authorities. Here's what it also reveals in that from the time you were small, you wanted to be somebody. So you wanted to be a lord. Or you want to be king. You want to be the lord of the double makers. You wanted to be the best. Anybody ever want to be the best? Your parents ever tell you to be the best? They're telling you to be a lord. And what's the ultimate goal in life is to be better than everybody else, to be Lord of Lords and King of Kings, the pride of life, the greatest sin and the abomination of all is to be over all. Not the drunk of drunks. That has its own penalty. To be the drunk of drunks probably means you live a very horizontal life. <laughs> Nothing of victory. Hmm? To be the adulterers of adulterers. I mean, you running around from house to house sneaking and parking your car on some back road or back over. So you're the adulterers of adulterers. Hello, sooner or later, somebody going to chop you and kill you. And it won't be Jesus. It won't be Jesus. Your liver going to swell up and turn yellow. It's not going to be Jesus that kills you. It's going to be you. Or it's going to be the world that's killing you. But let's talk about the army of Satan that wants to be Lord of Lords and King of Kings. We are talking about successful-minded people. We're not talking about people trying to avoid life. We're not talking about people that, that they think their career goal in life is to drink more than everybody else. Or to break up or interfere with marriages. It's right there. In you we. It's right there in all the universities. Be somebody. Because hmm. we know the, the war against God and the war against the Lamb. You know, we know really it's going to be against worldly people, Satan's people, and God's people. You can't fight Jesus. You can't fight God. You can't see him. Huh? Nobody's never found out where God lives. Hmm? And Jesus has been dead 2,000 years and they can't find him. Because he lives within us. But the war 
It's right there. He is Lord and Lord. So why are they warring with him? Because they want to be Lord of Lords. First of all, they want to be Lord and then they want to be Lord of Lords. Yes? And so they inspire you to be a Lord under their Lordship. And for you to be a King under their Kingship. And that is the real battle of Armageddon. The battle of Armageddon is not a battle of, of, of alcoholism. The battle of Armageddon is about authority and a power in this world. It's about you being the best without Christ. It's about you being the best, but with the help of someone else, but not Christ. So next week we're going to dive in a little bit more into this, the concept that God wants you to be successful, but not under Satan's lordship. Not under Satan's kingship. Not under the pride of life. The book of Revelation says the wealth of the nation shall be brought into the city. It's about us being successful. I'm not talking about being filthy rich. I'm talking about being successful in life so that you are a light. Huh? You can't be a light if you can't even afford electricity. you could be but the focus is the focus is that you succeed in Christ so that your witness has some bearing of witness other than just your uh, raggedy old Bible that you've had 20 or 30 years you might save a few drunks with that but you're not going to save the world with that mm. it's about Believing all that the word says. And who is going to be with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings? His called, chosen, and faithful followers. Now somebody ain't hearing me. Huh? Somebody's not hearing me. There's a process. Many are called, few are chosen. Called chosen and faithful followers that's about you walking in the lordship of Christ walking in the kingship of Christ co-heirs with Christ hmm? and we need to forget this theology about it's only when you die and go to heaven because the book of Revelation the scariest book in the whole Bible says that with his blood he purchased men from God that they would be a kingdom and a priest to reign on the earth And we don't grasp that. Why we don't grasp it? Because in mainline churches, if we talk dollars, we think we're sinning. We're lustful. Because we've never told the devil to get out of our faith. Yes, our focus is Christ. Our focus is witnessing. And while we do that, all these things shall be.
successes shall be added. Next week we're going to talk about awakening that blessing. And then after we awaken it, we're going back to focusing on Christ. But first it has to be awakened so we know to expect it. We know ex to expect us being successful in this life and accomplishing something in this life. The priests are the priests. They're the ones that walk in the anointing. But the kingdom is a rich kingdom. Think about it. What is the real war about? The world has no problem with poor Christians. Why does the world not have no problem with poor Christians? Because you ain't got nothing they want. They got a problem with Christians is opening their mouth and they got some evidence that they're blessed in this life. Or the Christians that are opening their mouth and saying, you know, all this belongs to my father, not to your father. Your father is a liar. Nobody has a problem with a poor Christian. Or somebody walking around in sackcloth with an old sign on their back. Nobody got no problem with that. That's advertising for Satan. If you come to God, you're going to be poor. You ain't going to be Lord of nothing and King of nothing. You'll be Lord of poverty, King of poverty. You'll be the Lord of having nothing. <laughs> Why would the devil fight with a loser? He just enslave you and make you work for him for minimum wage for the rest of your life. The thing is that we got to watch for is our flesh because sometimes our flesh, you know, gets into this we want to be Lord of Lords and we want to be King of Kings. And see, that's, that's, the, that's the real temptation. Right. Huh? Right. That's the real temptation of life. Mm. Huh? <laughs> to run off with somebody's man or husband. You don't get no points for that. <laughs> you don't make no money off of that. You don't make no success off of that. That's just one more Christian that does not fulfill his, his purpose in life. But that's not the real battle. That's not the battle. But see, we have to come into a maturity where we can handle a thousand dollars in our pocket. Amen. That thousand dollars in your pocket is not because you can pay for a better prostitute. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. That thousand dollars is not so you can put a better suit on your ego. 
That prosperity of God is so you can be a better witness of Christ. James says you don't get what you want. You fight, you quarrel, you don't get because you don't ask God. And when you do ask God, you ask with wrong motive that you may spend that $1,000 on yourself, on your pride, and build up Satan's army. No wonder you're not getting blessed because you've never matured enough to know how to have $1,000 in your pocket and let it be for the glory of God. It is not so you can buy bling bling and look better than everybody else in church. And so you say, I'm the, the Christians of Christians. <laughs> the musician of musicians, the singer of singers. That's the real evil we need to get away from. But because you don't know this truth, because you don't know this truth and you believe the lie that blessings are not from God, your life gets boring and so you go back into your prostitution, you go back into your wicked ways. Keeps you enslaved because you don't know the truth. Now, some people are not going to receive the truth and come out. God has a better life for you. But you got to know how to put the $1,000 in your pocket. Huh? You got to know how to put on some nice clothes or drive a nice car and not judge everybody else. And you got to know how to quit being so stingy. Jesus said something most profound. He says, use wealth to buy friends. Well... The devil been doing that for thousands of years. And us Christians, we're too greedy and too stingy. What does it mean? Use wealth to buy friends. It means help people and win them over for the kingdom. Uh, so your prosperity is, is not just for your looks, you know. It's not just for your house. And so you can have the you can have the the means by which not only to contribute to the needs of the church, but you could have the means to contribute to somebody that's got bad galvanizing. That you have the means, all right, I think I like that new car. I'm not going to see how much I can squeeze out of the old one. I'm going to just give it to somebody. I'm going to give it to a brother and sister. You better not be giving it to no devil. Some of y'all curse because you give your nice cars to your heathen children. You're never going to get no blessing. Now, there's times to show charity, most likely. There's times to show charity to bring somebody in to win them over. But some people... They just take that blessing and say, okay, I can keep doing what I'm doing. Mm. Yes. Right? That's like buying seeds and sowing them on the asphalt. Or a pitch, if you don't know what asphalt is. But you go out there and water it every day, but you, you, you sowed your seeds out on the pitch. 
Jesus is Lord of Lords, so he can make you a Lord. He's King of Kings, so he can make you a King. And not a dishonest Lord, and not a dishonest King. But he can make you at the top of your game because you're going to witness about him. From the top of your game. Now, we must understand and let this awaken the blessing within us so that we know that the Lord is going to prosper us. Amen. But our focus is loving on Him. Because after we reign on this earth, we go into heaven. Amen. Yes, our, our life does not consist with the abundance of possessions. Our life consists with His presence. But because I'm in his presence. So what you and I must learn to do is how to have a thousand dollars and not let it go to our head. Amen. How to have a new house but not let it go to our head. Uh, how to have financial stability but not be so greedy you always want a discount and you don't want to give to nobody. It's that hoarding of the lords and the hoarding of the kings. The misbehaving of the lords and the kings. It's the misbehaving of the rich people and the false light that they give off. See, we've got to refine that maturity. To be in the Lord's army is know how to be blessed. But that blessing is Christ. It's not what I have. I have all these things. Because I have His righteousness. Seek first. Well, actually one of the Gospels says, seek His kingdom and righteousness. Seek first don't mean after you do that, seek the second thing. So I like the gospel that says, seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. But first, it must be awakened within us. We must get rid of the poverty-minded mindset. And we must get rid of the false teaching that's in the church that keeps us at that place of just repentance and looking at all these little sins in our life yes. by all means yes. get rid of them but listen it's a whole lot easier to get rid of the little sins if you're not just bored For example, I think statistically it is, is somewhat proven that there's more molestation and stuff like that in poor families. Why? Because they ain't got nothing else to do. They can't afford a prostitute. <laughs> When you stay there looking at your little old poor self, then you, then you begin to look for something to bring you some excitement. Huh? Netflix, 
It's too old. You've seen everything. Wow. So no wonder you're flirting with your neighbor's wife because your life is unsuccessful. These little sins are for losers. Oh, God! But Satan has taught the church that it is a loser. When you begin to realize God's got a better life for you. When you understand that God loves you. He didn't die. Yes, he turned water into wine. So that you would follow him, not get drunk. So that you would know that he even loves you. Once you know somebody loves you and they got something for you, they give you hope, you will walk away from sin. You will have no more need for sin. You will have no fulfillment of sin. But you might have to go through some things just to get to the place where you know that God loves you and he's got a better life for you. Even the Bible would say in some form of another that when there's sorrow, that wine is there to help you, comfort you in that sorrow. Which is just speaking a, a, a physical fact of why a lot of people drink is for comfort. But that's not your comforter. Jesus came along with a whole new comforter. Listen, people that get drunk all the time, they ain't got no hope. That's right. Somebody that's, that's committing adultery all the time. I don't know why we're talking about these two particular things, but I just want to show the, the, the ignorance of the church. But somebody that's committing adultery all the time, what hope do you have? Uh, honest thing you're warring with is AIDS. <laughs> and even if you manage to get through this life with all your perversion and don't get aid, what trophy are you going to get? What crown are you going to get in the end? No, that's stupidness. You're just wasting your life. Amen. You're just wasting your life. Gambling, drinking, doing all this stuff all your time. You're just wasting your life. Why you buy a lotto all the time? Because you ain't got no hope of being blessed no any other way. That is true. And you think the world's so stupid, they're just going to hand you out a bunch of money. And the one in the million that does make the money, they robbed how many poor people to give that one a million? And then they took half of it back. Why? Because you have no hope. Because the church has been deceived that you are supposed to be hopeless. 
All you're supposed to do is walk around in your wore out shoes and say Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And the world is laughing at you. The world is laughing at you. They're saying if he's your Lord, he's your King, we don't want to follow. And I rebuke you this morning. If you think I'm just talking about money. I want to go to Africa and preach the gospel. So now I got to sell chicken out on the side of the road just to go to Africa to preach the gospel? In your kingdom, not in my kingdom. I got to sell chicken. To build a building? I got to milk a bunch of poor old cows. <laughs> if only you were so blessed to lay down a million. <laughs> but Christians, is their mentality. Lord, don't give me too much. The church might want some of it. You know why you spend all your money? Because you're afraid God's going to tell you to give it to somebody. Rather than realize it. God is going to bless you with opportunities to give, but he's always going to give you more. You need to come out of the ignorance of your soul. You need to come out of the ignorance of your soul. Yes, possessions can take you off. Yes, possessions is, is not the fullness of your life. But love is. And how are you going to love if you can't even afford water to take a shower? Now, I know there's probably some greedy spirits that kind of like this message this morning. <laughs> but God can't be mocked. Amen. Hmm? No. Amen. This is the whole battle. The whole battle is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Of course, we want to be the best, so we want to be the Lord of Lords. That means top dog, you know. The top in our field, whatever that field might be. But first we just strive for Lord. I'm somebody. You know, I'm, I'm a Lord. I think I heard in England you could actually buy your way into being a Lord. Yes? So if anybody want to be a Lord, go to England. Oh, wait a minute, you broke. <laughs> Isn't this the problem? This is why 
so we have churches that go to one extreme and all their focus is money. I mean, they just, they go way too far with it. But then we have the other churches that say, don't, don't speak money. Uh, and we have wealthy Christians that want to keep poor Christians poor. You know why wealthy Christians want to keep poor Christians poor? So they can be Lord of Lords. Uh, they can be the Christian of the Christian. Uh, you find pastors in a delusion. They're telling you, witness, 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 give, 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 witness, witness, give, give, give. But they don't ever want to see you blessed. Hmm? But you try to take away their new car. I don't need a lot of trinkets. My richness is him. Amen. Amen. And the reason I can enjoy my richness because he don't let me need for anything. And he gives me the insight to even understand this whole concept. We got to come out of ignorance. Yes, love the Lord. Your focus every day. Lord, guide my feet today. Your focus every day should be the witness. Amen. But if your blessing is not awakened, you will never prosper. You'll be a good witness. You'll be a good Jehovah witness. But your blessing will never awaken. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Yes. Because the mindset that Satan has thrown on the church is serve God poor until you die and your riches will be in heaven. Now the Bible says store up your treasures in heaven. Yes! Your treasure is not your vehicle, it's not your house, it's not your money. Huh? Job had it all, lost it all, got it all back. That's not your treasure. Christ is your treasure. But if you've been hoodwinked to believe that the Lord can't prosper you while you're worshiping Him, he can provide for you. He can give you a better job. He can open doors of opportunity. Huh? You know how many ministers are not prosperous as ministers because they feel like they're supposed to be in this poor place? They feel close to God when you're poor. You feel desperate when you're poor. So you can't minister the way you want. You can't reach people the way you want. You have to call everybody you know and beg them for $10 just so you can take a plane trip? A minister of the gospel, uh, a church should be able to say, let's, let's, let's go here. I feel led to go here. 
But we're going to have to post this pain, postpone this for a year because we got to sell enough chicken for a whole year. <laughs> no. When you have faith, you will never need money. But you Amen. must believe what I'm saying. Amen. That when you serve God, He's going to bless the work of your hands. It's just going to happen. Amen. Yes. But it's not going to go to your head. That's what you got to focus on. That's why sometimes you have and, and you, you hoard it like you're never going to get it again like some angel made an accident and dropped some money off at your house. <laughs> or some angel delivered the car to the wrong person and so you're, 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 you're holding on to this. This is why you like to spend money because you're afraid God's going to take it away from you when he finds out that you got it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why you spend it on yourself because you don't think there's another spring in this desert for another 10 years. You don't understand that he who blessed you can continue to bless you once you get your eyes off the blessing and keep your eyes on Jesus. But there's got to be awakening you. Hallelujah. You ever realize when, um, when, uh, when you're going through troubles and, and, and different things and and poverty and different things, it's, it's hard to read your Bible. I mean, every now and then you'll have this little outburst of prayer, help me, oh God. You know, you know, have, you have this little moment when you cry out in desperation, but it has nothing to do with faith, right? It has to do with you thinking you're perishing. So, when you have all these things in your life, you know, all this poverty in your life, it's hard for you to focus on what God is saying to you. Yes? When you ain't got money for flour, it's hard for you to focus on going to UE. How am I going to go to university if I can't afford flour? <laughs> Anybody know what I'm saying? So some of you, because of poverty, different things in your life, it's hard for you to have any hope. But see, that's what faith is. Faith is devil, you're a liar. Yes. Yeah. You devil, you liar. World, you liar. Sometimes you're always rebuking the devil and you don't know what the devil is. Huh? The devil is the world. The devil is some of your friends and your neighbors and your family sometimes that do not want you to become anything. Because right now, they're broke, but they're less broke than you. So that makes them lowered. Somebody didn't hear me. Uh, these families in Trinidad. As if though there's no more property in the world. Brothers, sisters, cousins, everybody living on the same compound. Like some kind of tribe. <laughs> and nobody wants you to prosper. Jesus says, listen, your enemy is going to be your own household. Huh? Why they don't want you to prosper? Because one of them has $10 more than you. And they feel like they are lord of the property. And lord over the family. And they're not going to let you loose. Hmm? It's better to walk out poor... And go find your kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
why are you going to fight with another poor person? <laughs> uh, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Uh, you got $5, they got $15, you fighting with them. What are you going to win? $20? Yes, as you say, big war. That's just devils fighting with each other. Because devils fight with each other. Why? Because they want to be, they want to rise up in ranks. The only real war against Christ is this war. This is the war that's against Christ. Hmm? So the devils hoodwinked the church and and have instructed all the ministers speak poverty. If you don't do that, speak greed. Because if you're greedy, the Lord's never going to bless you. Because that's not greed ain't going to waken your breath blessing. Hmm? Yes. So here we are. We're in mainline denomination. And the pastor is speaking poverty. Love the Lord. Sell all your possessions. There's a reason why Jesus told the man to sell all his possessions. Because his possessions was his life. That's right. Possessions was his life. I was quite wealthy when I got saved. And the Lord said, give it away. Because when I bless you, it's not going to be because of something you had before. So I gave it away. I was the broke of the broke. The dead of the dead. But I'm not that way today. Sometimes you got to get away worldly riches so you can have heavenly riches. Amen. Hmm? But that doesn't mean you know it won't be blessed financially. It just means the money came from heaven. The money came from a different source. Huh? Hmm? I made that money when I thought I was Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I made that money out of a different motive, but once you begin to understand that God wants to bless your life and give you some hope. <laughs> yes, I have a word for somebody. I'm not going to call you out, but you need to get that sinning woman out of your life and put some hope in your life. That's a word for somebody. I know where you're at. You're on this side. I ain't going to go no deeper. Because I'm a good prophet. I don't embarrass. But you need to get that sinner woman out of your life. And put some hope in your life. Huh? All you're hoping for is breast. You'd be better off at KFC. Put some hope in your life. Jesus will give you some hope. Make him Lord. Follow him. Huh? He's Lord of Lords. Jesus can't be... Oh, Tavasa. How is, hello, how
how is Jesus going to be Lord of Lords if you don't have no Lords under him? Jesus can't be Lord of Lords and then be all the little Lords under him. Some of you are so broke you can't hear this morning. I need to buy you some hearing aids. He is Lord of Lords. That means he has some positions open. He's got some positions open. <clears throat> the wealth of the wicked, the lordship of the wicked is going to be handed over to somebody else. <clears throat> All right, let me say something just so I don't lose the religious people. Paul does say, but don't use your lordship. Don't lord over people. But he didn't say you couldn't be the lord. Little L for religious people. Right. <laughs> you examine everything I said. <clears throat> you examine everything I said, that's why you're broke. He is lord of lords. That means... There's some lords under him. Read the book of Revelation. Read the book of Revelation. 24 elders. And they laid their crowns down before the Lord. That means they were kings. But what kind of lord are you? What kind of king are you? That's the question this morning. If I start to bring blessings into your life, what are you going to do with it? If I start to bless your life, what you going to do with it? If I give you a new car, what you going to do with it? You going to drive around in your old neighborhood and look down on everybody that never liked you? If I start to give you work and money starts to come in, you're going to start to have a, a business and you're going to just and you're going to just pay your employees crumbs what kind of lord you going to be what kind of king you going to be how you going to rule over what i give you that's the question are you going to let your blessing go to your head yes it can go to your head Yes? If you get a million dollars today, your devil's the first one you're going to see. You get a million dollars today, it'll awaken some devils you ain't seen in a long time. They've been trying to divorce you. You get a million dollars today, your enemies will come and bow at your feet. That's why you need. That's why you need 
to seek his kingdom and his righteousness so you will know how to handle the blessing that God is about to bring into your life. And yes, you got some sin in your life because you're so bored. What? A lot of people sin because they're bored. A lot of people sin because they ain't got no hope. They ain't got no hope. As I've looked back upon the Lord saving me by His precious blood, but more so by His precious love. Because if the Lord had spilt His blood upon the earth, some of us would probably be so unlucky we would miss it you know but because of his precious love when I evaluate what salvation the experience of salvation I saw this one major thing that just kept standing out yes his love but his love gave me a hope that I never had and what hope I had I had lost without hope you're nothing without hope you will drink yourself to death Netflix yourself to death YouTube yourself to death Facebook yourself to death ain't nobody on Facebook and YouTube rich if they was rich they'd be living it up they wouldn't be trying to hustle a dollar out of you <laughs> Huh? And, and, and they got their vacation. You know, they got their vacation on, on, on Instagram or what have you, their vacation and, and their love. Uh, you know why they're taking that Kodak moment? Because it's going to take them another 10 years before they can afford to go there. And they're taking that Kodak moment because most time, them and their lover and their husband and wife are fighting all the time. So this is a Kodak moment. Stop believing the lie. Hmm? Yes? And when the Lord of Lords appoints you to be a Lord, don't you be putting your stupidness on Facebook. Leave that for Satan's kingdom. All that boasting, all that. Hmm? I, I can put this in. Everybody trying to be a celebrity and broke. Huh? Everybody got something to sell. Listen, when you become a follower of Christ and part of his army and a part of his kingdom, yes? Listen, your, your focus is on love. It, it, your focus is on is, is spreading his love. Your focus is in, on helping one another. Your focus is on witnessing. Huh? This jingly stuff in your pocket is just something you don't know where it comes from. It just keeps coming. It's manna from heaven. It's manna from heaven. And in your preaching, don't rob poor people more. And you're witnessing. It's some of you are struggling to witness. You know why you're struggling to witness? Because you have no hope. You don't tell a sick person. 
that they can be healed. You need to learn to witness. You need to learn to have faith. If you don't know how to pray, send them here for prayer. Amen. But you got to have hope. That you got to have hope that when they call here, when they come here, they're going to get healed. And if you're ashamed of me, I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> you got to have hope. Hmm? If you ain't got no hope in this church, Find your church you got hope in. But without the hope of God. We're all broke. Physically and spiritually. Get away from the devil's army. What's the devil's army? The devil's army is to be Lord of Lords. But to lord it over everybody else. To make themselves look good. But that's not why we're being blessed. We're not being blessed to make ourselves look good. We're allowing ourselves to be blessed so we can be a witness. So we can be a witness. Preach good news to the poor. Huh? Preach good news to the poor. Huh? I got some more out shoes. You want them? That's the way you preach good news to the poor. Let's go buy you a pair of shoes. What kind you want? Hmm? Huh? Anybody hearing me? Yes. Anybody tired of being poor? Yes. Yes. Anybody tired of being hopeless? Yes. Anybody tired of going to work and thinking it ain't gonna ever anything ain't gonna ever come from it? Yes. Anybody tired of opening a business and don't think it's ever gonna be productive? Yes. Well, put your eyes on Jesus, but first. Allow your blessing to be awakened. Listen, when you experience salvation, you don't worry about money. You just give it away. Because you believe that's not the quality of your life. It's going to come back. It's lucrative. Hallelujah. Some of you think about it. Some of you that are struggling with sin. You're struggling with this, these, these little sins and you're struggling with vexing with everybody and you're, 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 you're I mean, you're, you're always on your monthly. You're always struggling. Huh? And I'm talking to the men too, you know. You're always struggling. I want you to look at something. It's not because you don't love Jesus, you know. It's because you don't have no hope in Jesus. Huh? Once you know that God loves you, and He gives you hope that you're going to do something, Listen, hopelessness is the greatest disease upon the earth. Hopelessness, when you don't feel like there's a way and nothing's going to change in your life unless you steal, murder, or kill, unless you join Satan's army, that you don't have no hope unless you join the devil's army.
at least his army has some hope. But they're going to lose. Think about it. Huh? Some of you come to church this morning and you still ain't got no hope. All this hope I poured out, you still ain't got no hope. You still ain't got no hope. Your greatest vision is you might get some roti before the end of the week. <laughs> Maybe a little curry duck. That's your greatest inspiration. That's your greatest expectation in life. Satan has robbed you of hope. He says you can have Jesus, but you can't have the hope. But he is the hope that my life has value. He is the hope. He told you to start a business. Not so you could go bankrupt. Not so you could have the experience of being bankrupt. Your soul is already bankrupt. Satan wants to take away your hope. You can have Jesus. He just wants to take away your hope in Jesus. My hope is in him. Nothing less than his blood and righteousness. That's where my hope comes from. But because I hope in the Lord. There's a lot more than just spiritual blessings that come. It's a lie. Yes, love Jesus more than those things. Make sure you hear what I'm saying. Seek his kingdom, his righteousness. Don't seek nothing else. But what I want you to know underneath and in your soul, what I want you to know, I want you to receive that hope that you got purpose. And I don't care if you're getting older. Don't tell me you can't do something. If you're an older person in this house, and I'm probably there somewhere with you, my hope is not just I get my house paid off and I just live a quiet life till the Lord comes and gets me. Uh, or I just want to see my children a little happy. Uh, it's amazing how much you embrace hopelessness and call it Christianity. look at your poverty and you don't look at your hope that you have in Christ uh, you, you, you whine and groan because some little something in your life ain't right you whine and groan because your selfish little children ain't changing their life listen they're going to eat dirt one day like Satan and if they have any of your faith in them they're going to rise up and repent praise God and their life's going to change uh, sometimes we want to get our children into heaven without salvation everybody going to get into heaven without salvation we're going to face the judgment 
All right, I could go on, but let's see. Who needs a word this morning? <laughs> to be continued at 12. And to be continued Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I'm not going to say please come. I'm going to beg you to take my money. I'm going to beg you to get blessed. Uh, maybe you'll be ready next year. Stop singing. Some of you ain't got enough money to fly. I'll crawl away. You know, many years ago, I realized ministers in the house, they could always raise money for a mission trip, which is quite expensive, but not for toothpaste. God cares about missions, not teeth. See, that's a lie. That's a lie. You, you've been incorporated into poverty. So your blessing ain't been awakened inside. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Whatever you ask in my name, that the Father may be glorified. Huh? So if you use that business to glorify God, not to glorify yourself. Huh? If you use your lordship or your kingship hmm, to follow the Lord of lords and the King of kings, Ah, hmm? Now granted, Jesus says it's hard for the rich to get into the kingdom of heaven. Because they like to glorify themselves. But what's impossible with man is not impossible with God. Hmm? Yes. La who needs a word? I see some faces this morning. I didn't even make you grin. Yes, I see some faces this morning. They didn't even grin. Made me feel like I was back in the United Methodist Church. That was a that was a given almost every morning. Hmm? 
look at each other. Some of them trying to grin now, you know. <laughs> They're not trying to grin for me. They think they think some of y'all looking around say, who's, who's not grinning now? <laughs> Listen, hope will change your life. All right, who needs a word? Who needs a word? What is today? Today's the 12th, right? The fifth of this month, the fifth of this month, you needed something. The fifth of this month, the fifth, fifth of this month, which would have been what? Have been Sunday? Is that Sunday? That's last Sunday. All right, last Sunday, just to help some of you think. You realize when you ain't got no hope, your, your memory goes? Seriously, you don't have hope, your memory goes. Huh? It's not old age. It's hopelessness. When you got hopelessness, worries, worries will definitely cancel out your memory. But hopelessness, when you don't have no hope, why are you going to remember anything if you ain't got no hope? So last Sunday, last Sunday you was missing something. Where you at? Last Sunday you was missing something. Mm -hmm. Last Sunday you was missing something. It says the fifth of this month you was missing something. Mm -hmm. Where you at? I'm not going to point you out, but, but there's someone. You need to get a woman out of your life. Yes, I'm not going to point you out. That might be a bit embarrassing for you, but there's a woman you need to get out of your life. Mm -hmm. Who's needing something last Sunday? There was something you was needing something last Sunday. Something that and it was somewhat precious to you. Is needing something last Sunday. You was needing something. If that's you, raise your hand so we don't waste time. something. Where are you at? Mm. You think that's you? I don't know. I guess, I guess. All right. Give it a try. <laughs> yeah, last week Sunday, I was real tired, Prophet. And I remember I went to um, 
when my Janice and I told her that I need to go home, I didn't want to pray and stuff like that because I was feeling so, you know, just hopeless, weary. <laughs> yeah, hopeless. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you're not tired. Don't say you're tired if you don't even have a job. You're not tired. You're using the wrong word. It's called hopelessness. You're hopeless. Uh, or you might be working and you, you're hopeless because you don't feel like things are going nowhere. Hopeless. When you're hopeless, you feel tired. Yes? Because who wants to keep working if they ain't going to get paid? So you don't think nothing's coming. Mm -hmm. And what happened? Um, eventually, I, ju I just changed my mind and I went and prayed. And, mm -hmm. and I, I was real happy I went and prayed because it was real good. I so you weren't tired? You didn't go and sleep? Nah. All right. So it says you weren't tired. Yeah. I wasn't tired because after I come with prayer, I felt even... Because if you was tired, 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 you would have had to rest or sleep. Yeah. <laughs> nice revelation, but you're not the person. <laughs> Somebody got a hand up right there. Prophet, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, I was missing service. Missing service? Yes, because both of them were sick. Bo both of them were sick, and you was missing service. But you're here today. And they with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not the person either, but you just stand a minute. Stand up, just in case. I'll see if I can find your word. Prophet, last week Sunday, right? I used my rights and I come up on YouTube and I was watching the service. But in the service, I like this chair, it had nobody in it. And I like the chair messed with the person. And I say, I want to come uh -huh. back to this chair. Uh huh. <laughs> so you come back to a chair. Yes. Isn't that amazing what you can miss in life? I still don't have a bearing to witness it. The person I'm looking for. Somebody else. Everybody trying. Oh, la, 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 la. Did I say it was on this side? No, I didn't. All right. Yes. Well, last week, Friday, I, I um. Isn't it amazing how people stand up once they see two or three get shot down, but they wouldn't stand up in the beginning? You know, like, <laughs> all right, maybe God's talking to me. You know, sometimes I you got to just jump up and claim it. Friday on last week, Friday, I fell. Yes. And so Sunday, I was out. Really uh, um, out on, uh, so I couldn't 
come to church or anything like that. I had to... So you, so you was missing church, to, right? Uh -huh. To lie down on my... Uh -huh. So is it, have you, are you healed yet? Well, it's, it's just that what? it has one, one little direct pain. One little yeah. direct pain. So I guess that means you're yeah. not healed yet. Where's the, where, what happened to you? You fell what? I fell on my back. You fell off, on your back. Off, All right, where's your pain at? Where's your pain at? Right there. Center of your back? Yeah, my spine. Nicole, I see you going. The Lord says um, that you're going to travel on a convention type of thing, a medical type of convention. You're going to travel on this medical convention. You don't know when. But you're going to be included in, in that. Amen. Receive that? All right. See, she just filled up with hope right then. Everybody see that? Yeah. She just filled up with hope. Huh? Filled up with hope. You know how some of y'all witness? You're going to hell. <laughs> Uh, granted, that might be some uh, belief in there, but I'm not sure it's hope. There's something in there, you know. Learn how to witness to people. Yes? Right? Now, if they're real old and real gray-headed, right? And they don't look like they have but a day or two. <laughs> well, we never know how long anybody's going to live. To them, you might say, you need to repent so you go to heaven, you know. But learn how to witness. God wants to make your life better. Huh? You give somebody hope and they'll follow you. They'll follow you all the way to church. And then hopefully take Jesus' hand, right? So learn these other ways to witness other than just address their drinking. Right? Hmm? All right, let me see her. I spoke to be taking people up front, but I ain't doing it yet. All right, watch me, watch me. Mm -hmm. You love your husband? Huh? Yes, I do. You do? Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all a sweet couple. Mm -hmm. Your pain's gone. Check it. Hallelujah. <laughs> is it gone? Yes. It's gone? All of it's gone. Yes? Uh-huh. Just like that. Just like that. Huh? You know, it's possible that, you know, even as a Christian, we think we deserve just a partial healing. I don't deserve the whole thing, you know. I just need a partial healing. No. The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. You two need a vacation. Yeah, or, or, or. Yeah, but have they ever went? Y'all need a vacation. Huh? Y'all need a vacation. Then we're going to work on grandkids. Mm. 
That may sound strange, but the Lord can, he can do all kinds of things, you know. More of the children of the barren women, right? Y'all's life is not over. Yes? Don't, don't just, don't, don't fall in that place. Uh, I just want to make some money, you know, get my house taken care of. Just, just relax and be here, you know. And we almost say this, you know, we just making plans for the casket, you know, just that, that, that. Listen. God wants to do something in your life. Yes, He wants to take you some places, show you some things, let you experience some things. Life ain't over yet. You believe that? Amen. All right, right here. The Lord says you will always have a seat in my house. Prophet, um, the week leading up to the fifth, I spoke to Christy, mm -hmm. and I told her that um, I would not be coming to church. You told her what? I wouldn't be coming to church okay. on Sunday. On that Last Sunday. On, on that Sunday. Yeah. Because I had some work to do on my mother's home. Uh-huh. Right? And the guy who was supposed to do the work was, told me he could have done it, done it on Sunday. I tried make all arrangements to go to do the work. Say However, that again? So I made all arrangements to right, go do the work. Right. However, the, the night before, Saturday night, I got a text on my phone and told me he couldn't make it again. He couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. But um, if I leave the material at my mother's home, you come and you get some time to do it. Um, so, I went down Sunday morning and dropped the material and come back in time to come to church in the evening. However, when I got back home, I was organizing myself to come here. And um, I borrowed a tape from my son, a measuring tape. And seeing that I was, I didn't want to leave his tape because so I brought it back, and I went in, I knocked on his door, and I went in his room, only to discover that there was a, a young lady in there. Uh-huh. Right? A lady that I never saw before, or anything like that. Um, and he introduced her to me, right? And, um, and I left continue dressing and all that to come to church. But before I left, I asked him to call the lady. And he came out and he met me. And um, my question to him, to her, I didn't talk to him at all. Right? My question to her, um, was it the first time that you come here? She told me no. The next question was I asked her is, um, couldn't tell you that this house is his own? She said, no. Right? Well, meaning that he had no authority to bring you here, because I, you know. <laughs> and then the next thing I asked is that, um, next thing I said to her is that, I have a, dis a, a conversation I could win later. I left and I came to church. So I don't know if that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
So I take it you did not approve of her being there. Is that right? You you did not approve of her being there. I do. Uh, um, yes or no? Yes. If I had no. known her, it would not be a problem. But um, I do think it's it's the right thing to do. Uh huh. Right. Uh huh. All right. So that was that was a a busy day to say the least, right? Well, I could say always put the Lord first. And he will fight all your battles. But the Lord has a way of taking care of us in all things. Prophecy was you're missing you was missing something, right? All right, so you didn't miss church. You miss working. Mm -hmm. Say that again. Uh-huh. So I don't, I don't think that's it, but let's see if I have a word for you. Mm -hmm. Somebody's getting a lot of people blessed. So you don't work on your house? It's, it's work on your house that you're doing? No, in my mother's house. You're working on your mother's house? Yeah. Okay. So who's living in that house? Nobody. Nobody. You're just fixing it? Yes. Is that your house? No, that's my, um, my sister's house. When I say my sister's house, um, I'm, I'm the eldest. Okay. And I have my property. My brother has his property. Okay, so you you fixing it for her? Yeah, because she lives away. Okay. So I want, right. when she comes here, she have some way okay, to stay. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. So the first thing I hear the Lord say is to bless you in getting that house finished, right? Right. That, that you get the workers you need to do that. You have the finances to do that? Um, Could it, you comes on, it comes on a monthly basis. Monthly basis. All right. We're going to make it come quicker than that. Amen. Yes. Amen. You receive that? Yes. I'm going to send you a lump sum. So you can finish this without worrying about money. Amen. Yes. It'll just come. Right? You won't have to worry about money. You won't have to worry about if you can do it or not do it. It'll just come. Amen. You receive that? Yes. All right. And I'm going to pray that the Lord convicts your son about some things in his life. Pray that the Lord will convict your son about some things in his life. He needs some conviction, right? Yes, yes probably. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to put him in the Lord's hand right now. Amen. Amen. All right. You, you can be seated. I wonder who I am really looking for. I'm going to quit looking for you. One more. Everybody's standing up. Everybody's trying to say, well. 
I don't care how many stand up, I ain't going to say you're the one until I find you. But I'm going to just let you slide. Yes, why you think you're the one? Yes, well, last Sunday, I missed church, and I was very angry. And those, this, these words, I miss church. Okay. That's what I told, that's what I said to myself. And that's precious to you. Yes. So how come you didn't stand up sooner? <laughs> because I don't, uh, I, I was just saying maybe it's not me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then I remember see the, last. See, that's hopelessness. <laughs> hopelessness says maybe it's not me. Hope says maybe it's me. <laughs> that true? Yes. See, yes. hopelessness always says, nah, that's not me. Uh. And may I confess that the last time that I got a prophecy at Sunday's church, the prophecy was fulfilled. And what was that? I had, um, it was about the tractor and the grass in the empty lot next to my house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I have, so to, take a minute and I have to say today that... There is no tall grass. The grass was burned, the grass was cut, and the grass was poisoned. And we did not lift a finger. All was done. Amen. <laughs> May your devils all be cut, burned, and poisoned. <laughs> Nothing for him to hide in anymore. <laughs> it, it was not about the tractor just as we said but Amen. it was about it's about hope it's yes. about trusting yes. God yes. Yes. yes and may I say that like the, that first week while I'm walking every time I look so and I see the grass say you have to have hope there's yeah. a, the Lord is going to deal with this grass. So you kept and speaking so it to it. Done. Amen. Mm -hmm. you, you kept speaking to it. Yes, Amen. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. Amen. Uh, for some of you who don't know the story, there's a lot of tall grass across the road or beside you? Um, next to my house. Next to your house, yeah, tall. To, yeah, almost looked like bandits could hide in it or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So uh, we addressed the issue of trusting God, and then the Lord says it'll be taken care of, and voila. Amen. Not out of her pocket. <laughs> and then uh, one of the neighbors prayed it. Yeah. Amen. 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 So you missed Sunday. You missed church last Sunday, and that's, that's precious so, to you. So I missed church last Sunday because my husband, when he wants to relax and whatever and revitalize, he likes to go to the beach. But he does. He likes to go to the beach early. Uh -huh. And he chooses, always chooses like Sunday morning. And uh -huh. he wants to go early. Uh -huh. So that he, he wanted to go to the beach. He wanted to go early. And he'd been saying it all week. So I said, all right. I wouldn't go Sunday. All right. And then when Sunday morning reached, I'm upset. And I'm asking, are we going? Are we thinking? Nothing. And so we did not end up going. And I was so upset. And I'm walking in the kitchen and I'm saying, I can well go on to church. And I miss church. You know, and I was so upset about that. And it, what upset me even more, because of how things unfolded, I did not get to listen to the service on, on, online. Uh -huh. So that was even more upsetting. Uh -huh. <laughs> Amen. But you always got podcasts. Do you know how to get on podcasts? Yes, I do. All know. Right. But at, least, know. at least you got that. 
I understand. I understand. Um, you know. You know. Sometimes, for the sake of a relationship or something, you know, you give up a Sunday or something here or there, right? For the sake of peace, right? The true worshiper worships in their heart, right? And so, yes, you know, it's it's understandable that church is precious to you but the Lord is with you wherever you're at yes and um, he knew that you wanted to be here but for the sake of peace yes for the sake of peace so your husband was all geared to go to the beach and the Lord says if she don't come to church, you ain't going to the beach. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you hearing me? He says, "All right. If my daughter can't come to church, you can't go to the beach." <laughs> Lord, bring that man in this house on Sunday morning. I want him beached right there. You believe that can happen? I believe that. I, I send some angels to your house. I send some angels to his house to start to work and convict and lead people out of darkness. Because you know, sometimes people don't go to church because they don't think there's no hope. Yes. The Lord didn't like your anger, but he receives your love. Yes, and you're here today. Daughter, be blessed. Don't beat up on yourself, right? Be blessed. Because when it's said and done, it's about him and not about you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right, Nicole, come please. Lord of our side. Listen, our focus... Seek his kingdom, his righteousness. And all these things will be added. Don't walk around saying, where's my blessing, where's my blessing? That's not the right way to do it. Christ is your blessing, or he's your blesser. Don't, don't have that attitude. But what I want you to do, I want you to expect hmm, that God's going to bear witness to this message today, to your heart, that he can prosper you and bless you even when you ain't working at it. Amen. Just because you believe it. Hmm? Hmm? Good things are going to come to you this week. Hmm? You're not going to go around looking. Where's the good thing? Where's the good thing? No, that's not the way to do it. Your focus is on the Lord. Right? What's taking place this morning is that blessings awakening inside of you. So you can have that hope and expectancy. And... And I want you to look at yourself and watch yourself. How much better you feel when you have hope. Hmm? Hope is life. That's what Christ gives us on the cross. That even if we mess up, we can still make it. Amen? Amen. Have a blessed week.